You have to hear today's conversation with Shauna Wicker. She's a clarity coach and funny enough, she is talking about and sharing her journey to clarity herself and how she was that kid who was involved in so many activities in school and went to college and then got a stable job. And then she got her next stable job and next. And she's really sharing a journey of courage, how she didn't stop at all the good advice that she was getting externally uh, when she felt inside this feeling that something was missing, that something wasn't quite fulfilling or that the job wasn't quite doing it for her. And she was relentless. She kept going. So you really need to hear also kind of a part of this story where after trying the different jobs, it actually took her husband and a close family friend, a trusted friend to fully see her and believe in her kind of to the next level. Even though she believed in herself, they, the power of their belief and what they saw in her really sparked the spark to ignite her to go for the next level. So take a listen of her journey and how she got to where she's at now. Hi, everybody. Uh, well, today I am super excited to have Shauna Wicker join us. And uh, Shauna is a wife, a mom, also an international educator and a clarity coach for right-brained women who want to do what they love full-time. That sounds amazing, huh? Uh, she can be found on Instagram at I am Shauna Wicker. It's I-A-M-S-H-A-W-N-A-N-W-I-C-K-E-R. So I am Shauna Wicker, her first and last name. Um, and she has gone through a huge mindset shift from working a nine to five job to quitting it and going on her own. So today um, I'm really super excited to be talking to her, having the conversation around kind of what led her to this decision and the journey she's gone through um, and any lessons we can take away. So welcome Shauna, so good to have you. Hi Viva, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited good. to be here. Perfect. Good early morning, right? We are recording yeah. this on a Friday, what, 8 a.m. for you? Yeah, you know, it, it never, it used to not be early, right? This is when I used to be at the office and now it feels like, oh, this is early. <laughs> so early, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, I'm not a morning person. You're not? <laughs> no. Yeah, so that this fits you so much better, huh? Yeah, I mean, if you're yeah. in the office at eight, you really have to be getting up by six, right? To get together everything. Yep, exactly. And then the first hour, I'm really just crabby and I'm just sitting there hoping no one talks to me, right? Right, <laughs> you're like, stop guys, I need to wake up. <laughs> Give me an hour or two before you engage, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm still transitioning. No, I get it. So um, I would love for you to tell us a little more about yourself and kind of your journey and how did you get here? Yeah, absolutely. So um, kind of like you said in the introduction, I've recently quit my job and gone on my own. Um, but before that, um, I have a long, I was really bouncing all over the place career-wise. Um, okay. I, 
I have had so many different jobs. I was the kid in college who was in like eight clubs and was the president of many of them and also worked and also volunteered and also played sports. And I was just doing all the things. And um, I found that when I left college and I started working, right? And Mm -hmm. try to join this like, quote unquote, like adult world. um, I get this, this job, this stable nine to five kind of job that lined up with my resume and looked really good and got a good paycheck. And it just wasn't cutting it. Like it wasn't enough. I never felt like um, I was doing all the things I loved, you know, like mm-hmm. the yeah. short of it. Um, it would be like, okay, this is it. I got the job. And then about six months in or so, it was usually my cutoff, about six months in, I'd be like, okay what's next you know like yeah I'm getting kind of bored I'm kind of over it I got it um you know I'm good at this job it's going well I'm getting good feedback but it just never felt like it was really enough for me mm-hmm. um if that makes sense yeah I just yeah. I was always like seeking and so then I'd, I'd move on I'd get a different job and I'd get a different job and um you know I just kept going and mm-hmm. realized that it really, um, yeah, there was just more, there's more to me that I wasn't getting out of this, this kind of model that Mm -hmm. you go to the office for eight or nine hours a day and you do your job. And, um, and again, it was great, but for what it was getting, what it was taking out of me, which was so much of my time and so much of my life and so much of my effort and my energy, um, it just wasn't, doing it it just wasn't working you know it wasn't um it wasn't worth it for me and that's really where the impetus you know came in for for just just leaving and just trying just really completely changing the whole paradigm um after doing that I mean multiple times right yeah Yeah. like many jobs (laughs) so you tried it out right so you because many times right if we are in a career, in a job, and then, like you said, you get to that point where you feel like something's missing, but you don't know exactly what is it, right? And if you, you know, then you try a different job, right? Different company, different boss. And so what you found was that even though you changed, like once you get into and kind of get acclimated, then you still kind of that feeling comes back. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I was in jobs like everywhere on the spectrum, right? I had the job where I was super stressed out and it takes over your whole life. Like you're on call 24 seven, literally getting calls at 2 AM and you have to go respond to like a police emergency kind of things. Wow. (laughs) So doing those kinds of, you know, positions, um, all the way to, the office jobs where you get there in the morning and I describe it as you know you sit at your desk and then you open your drawer and you take your brain out and you put it in the drawer and then you sit there and (laughs) smile and you just smile all day long and you answer phones and everybody likes you and you're very helpful Mm -hmm. um and those are great too for a little while yeah (laughs) so I've I've been all over that spectrum thinking oh I'm too stressed I need something easier oh this is too easy I need something more challenging right yeah yeah (laughs) and it just, uh, yeah, and, and even when I found um, that that really nice balance between easy and difficult, mm-hmm. and I found a, a boss who I really liked and who was really helpful, and 
you know, the job that on paper looked perfect and had everything I was looking for. And yeah, and that was it. That was my last job that I was in. I was an international student advisor at a university and it was everything I was looking for. Literally, it matched everything, right? That you had imagined like in a job that you would want. Yes, it was the thing I'd been working for. Um, You know, I'm like, oh, this is what I want to do. And yeah, and it just wasn't cutting it. It was it was good for a little while, and okay. um, but it felt like okay, you know, it's not that um, I'm not that passionate about it, right? I'm not, I'm never I'm not excited to like go to work in the morning, mm-hmm. and I thought right at first I just need to get used to it. I just need to, you know, take time. This takes time, right? Okay. You, you need to like. You need to get into it. You need to learn. I'm still learning. Give it time. Yeah. yeah. So you give yeah. yourself that time and then it's six months and then it's nine months and then it's a year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I still feel the same. Mm-hmm. I still yeah. feel the same kind of meh about it. <laughs> and so I'm like, what, what are the, you know, you touched upon it a little bit with what are those feelings? It's kind of like you said, you start a job initially, it's right. The promise um, and excitement and the potential but then what are the feelings that start to come up for you as you yeah. as, that lead you to start realizing, oh, again, wasn't it? Yeah, for me, it's um, a lack of alignment. It's really a lack of feeling, right? It's a lack okay. of alignment with um, my greatest gifts and strengths. Okay. That's a big one, right? Um, even in the job that looks like it's meeting what I want to do and what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like I'm not really in my stride, right? I'm not like really living up to my potential. That feeling keeps coming back up with even every job you try that there's something yeah. missing. Yeah, like I could be doing so much more than this. I could be, I could really be doing, um, just making more of an impact, right? Mm-hmm. That was a big one. Um, that knowing. And then beyond, yeah, knowing that, knowing that, oh man, I have so much more potential. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you step into kind of your own power, right? And confidence yeah. in a healthy place, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And instead always feeling like I need to kind of bring it down a level, right? I need to like yeah. I need to be less. I need to like, okay, that's a little bit too much. You need to like calm be down. Be happy with what right you have, here. right? Yeah. Be happy with what you have. Be grateful for the yes. job you have. Yes. Um, and I'm like, whoa, guys, like, don't you care? <laughs> you yes. Know, like, yeah, and there's a balance, right? It's tricky because like that narrative, right? Where there is definitely, you want to be grateful, right? And the bigger sense of things for the life that we have and the blessings we have. But at the same time, how do you balance to know when their gratitude, when you are using it as an excuse to stay below your potential, right? To not go for it. That's, and that's the question, right? That's huge, Viva. Like, so- Absolutely. And, and the way I'm coming from it, I'm, I'm thinking like, I want to make a difference. Like I'm an ENFJ for people who know Myers-Briggs, like my, I'm I don't know very, what that means. I, I know it's okay. Myers, I've heard of Myers-Briggs, <laughs> but like these letters, yeah. break it so down ENFJ, ENFJ is, it's the, called the teacher, but okay. it's the very, um, 
kind of idealistic teacher who wants to change the world, right? Okay. Oprah Winfrey, Nelson Mandela, those are the okay. classic Vision. ENFJs. Yeah. Okay. They just they want to do stuff and they want to they want to help people. Like they yes. really they want to start a movement. Like I'm like let's like let's impact. go. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm constantly totally feeling that. like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm constantly like let's go. Let's let's move mountains here. So and so being your jobs were feeling too small. Yes. Okay, keep going. Always. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Always yeah. my jobs are feeling too small and, and stifling. And mm-hmm. like people are settling. Mm-hmm. That's always been my excuse, my 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 impression of every job I've ever been is everyone here is just kind of settled into this really mm-hmm. comfortable place. And mm-hmm. they're all just comfortable with their paycheck and mm-hmm. I don't know, going out on the weekends and mm-hmm. having their cat and whatever mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and I'm like, yeah come on what are we doing here yeah um you're like and so go. that yeah I'm always I want to make change I want to like improve I'm like super growth super growth mindset like let's go yeah. let's make this better and so that can definitely be perceived by some like you say as ingratitude as you're trying too hard as like what are you doing you know living in the clouds Um, too much right you just need to like learn the ropes and settle down and then you'll right yes where in reality it's like yeah you learn the ropes and my experience learning the ropes means you kind of get that beaten out of you until Mm -hmm. you're just like beat into submission of like settling and being okay with mediocrity Mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm not okay with mediocrity <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. and and I and I totally get it and then I get that um you know it's not a criticism of people who have nine to five jobs of course mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're and, just sharing your experience right yeah and my personality type is just like I I can't mm-hmm. do that I really yeah. can't and um it's not it's just not okay with me and at the end of the day I always just come back to this is a job, right? This is a job that's supposed to serve me. Yeah. It's supposed to serve me and serve my life. And this is, I mean, you can say that it's this, that I need to calm down and the, you know, it's, um, make yourself just kind of settle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this is my own one life. (laughs) I only get one. And why would I spend it, you know, kind of sitting in, you know, playing with my doilies for a Lord yeah. of the Rings reference. Um, like I'm not gonna just like stay in my habit hole and and kind of settle. Um, totally, yeah. I can't. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Sometimes I wish I could. Like many, like for years, I wish I could. I wish I could just be okay with that job and right. be happy and take my paycheck and then pursue, I don't know, rock climbing or something in my free time and that's right. a good life <laughs> but right and that's what I the world kind of models for you like right that's what you're taught in school right the narrative you go to school you get a job that's what your a lot of the world a lot of your colleagues right are modeling you and kind of so you are what did you go to school for yeah good question so my bachelor's was in Spanish and teaching ESL like language okay. teaching and learning so education um, linguistics, um, second language acquisition, all of that. And then my master's is similarly in teaching ESL. So linguistics and Hispanic linguistics. And I started teaching. So that's where I started off was in the education world and teaching language. 
and I still do like I still do on the side <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but it kind of fits your perp I mean amazing thing is that you did go to school for kind of on a bigger scheme of things for something that you are feeling very on purpose for right the teaching absolutely oh, yeah. in the world right yeah oh yeah and I love language teaching and learning I will do it forever <laughs> like it's never okay. gonna stop but <laughs> and so you went into teaching and then mm you got what was missing for you you know what what kind of what prompted you to start change you know looking for something else yeah to be honest when I was in the teaching world um life just kind of happened and the realities yeah. of the job market happened and you know these kinds of practical things came about in which you know my husband wanted to go to grad school in a different state we needed to move um, mm -hmm. there weren't any full-time jobs there in, you know, ESL, English or okay. Spanish, like teaching jobs. Mm -hmm. And, um, I needed a full-time job with benefits. So I look into student services and I look into, you know, something that's a little bit more stable and these yeah. kinds of practicalities that come along with the working world. And, um, and, and I still was able to teach in some, some respect, in all of those jobs, right? Mm -hmm. I'm still able to do something like that um, and kind of fill my teaching cup a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, and I liked, honestly, I liked every job I've ever had. I really did. Um, I enjoyed it in some way or another. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, it wasn't that. It wasn't like I hated it. It wasn't like mm -hmm. what I was doing was drudgery yeah. necessarily. Um, mm -hmm. It was just not enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of that sense of that there's still something, that little voice, right? That there's absolutely missing. And it's so amazing to me because what you're saying is you went for a major, right? That's kind of that's on purpose overall. And even your jobs, right, are still kind of related to education, but still it's kind of not the right, the perfect form for you, even though it's a bigger like alignment in a bigger field of education, right? but you're still hearing and feeling this nagging, right? Feeling that voice inside of you that is like just unsettled at some point of time. So now you're going through, you graduate, right? You go through life, you're trying out these different positions and different companies and different forms and fashions, right? Of kind of in education and others. So where, and then you're also taking advice, right? From you're you're hearing the voices or opinions of the others. Well, you're not. You just need to give it more time, right? Or, um, you need to go up the ropes, right? Um, and etc. So when do you get to a point of clarity for yourself that no, you know, I've tried enough. Like now, I'm quitting. This is not for me. Yeah, absolutely. It's it took some time for sure. And it took, um, me really trusting myself and mm -hmm. really trusting, um, to be honest, my spouse, my husband was a huge, huge mm -hmm. piece. Okay. And, um, he was really helpful in, in really seeing like helping me to see that, right. Everything we're talking about, because it's, it's, easy when you're in that position mm -hmm. to just write it off and just to kind of ignore it and just to think oh no I need to just keep going right um oh I just need to do this I just need to do that I should I should I should I should 
Um, it's really easy to fall into that and to think that, you know, you need to change, right? You, it's like, no, I just need to get better at this, or I need to gain these skills, or I need to learn to work in this environment. Um, it's really easy to do that for some reason, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, There are all these good reasons, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it took, for me, it took someone outside of me, um, who knew me really well and who really cared about me to kind of slap me across the face a little bit and say like, no, (laughs) like you are good the way that you are and the way that you are made and the way that, um, you know, you are, your personality, all of that is good. And Mm -hmm. that's something you need to listen to. Um, Mm -hmm. Not all these other voices and all these other kind of ideas. Mm -hmm. You need to listen to you and to pursue that. Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately that's the most important thing because I don't, I don't need, you know, this is the voice of my husband now. (laughs) It's like, I don't need someone who's checking all the boxes. I need a happy wife. I, you know, I want, I want my, I want you to be happy. I want you to be yourself. I want you to be free. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can figure everything wow. else out from there. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. That is so, yeah. so you're talking about the power of, you know, support, right. And this, and close circle. And in this instance, it was your husband, but somebody almost, it sounds like believing in you more than you did or you definitely definitely yeah yeah and I would say like it's it's that difference between I mean I believed in myself in the sense that Mm -hmm. I knew I could do this job I could do this nine to five I can figure it out Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very capable I'm a very fast learner etc etc right I believed in myself in that way that I could do whatever of course but I didn't trust myself um in the sense that of like trusting that little voice that you're talking about, right? I didn't trust. Yeah. And I didn't trust that, 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 that was something worth listening to, Mm. um, above all, right. I was kind of putting the paycheck and the benefits and the health insurance and all these kinds of things. I was putting that above all. I was putting that as my, as my standard, that as the ultimate Mm. say so, right. That's the that's, that's what trumps everything, right? Yeah, the practical. I'm, I'm always yeah. a very practical person <laughs> somehow. Yes. But he, I'm kind of seeing this vision. He almost gave the wind in your wings, right? To kind of lift up and fly higher, mm-hmm. elevate mm-hmm. yourself and believe in yourself. And not just that, yeah, you can do this nine to five, but yes, you can do that more thing that your soul and your heart is longing for, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the biggest, I mean, that was the biggest um, kind of push for me, right? And at that point, it was, it was building, you mm-hmm. know, this was just kind of the spark mm-hmm. that I needed. Um, and once, once I heard it, and I allowed myself to really hear what he was saying, mm-hmm. I knew he was right. You know, it was, it was very clear. It was just like, oh, yes, you're like, you're totally right. Um, I just needed that little push, you know? Yeah. So, and that is so, so beautiful. Yeah. And, and it was, it was so powerful, you know, and it's, it was my husband. Um, it was also like a trusted friend of ours that we really, really respected. Who's, who's older and has like a really 
amazing job, this corporate job, whatever. But she's super happy. Like she's really happy and like loves life. And I remember we were talking about it one night and my husband had kind of brought it up. Like, yeah, Shauna's kind of thinking of quitting her job. And to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like, don't say that. <laughs> whatever. This is, a, this is just a nothing, you know, don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really. It's, just, it, yeah. it's just a little thing. And we end up talking about it and I'm just, just expressing basically what we've been talking about that I'm like, just doesn't feel like enough. It's not fulfilling. And I was so surprised by her response. And again, this is a trusted friend who knows me really well and who I really respect. And what she said was, I've always, I've always seen that in you, that I've always thought for you, you either need to be at the top or on your own mm-hmm. is what she said. And I was like, yeah. what? Like, I was so surprised. Yeah clarity yeah yeah I was like wow and uh, yeah I just never had heard that I never seen myself that way Mm -hmm. she's like it's just you just how like knowing you and knowing your personality you either need to be at the top of an organization or you need to be on your own and you're not going to be satisfied any other way (laughs) yeah 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 boom how is it so much easier so sometimes for people around us to have more clarity than we have in our heads Mm-hmm. That is the question, Viva. I know it's it's weird. It's weird and it's tough to deal with, but it's so true. It's so true that mm-hmm. you, you know, we end up being in our own heads so much. Um, and we end up listening to all of these outside, mm-hmm. it's not even outside sources, just like these these messages that we have built up in our minds, right? These kind of soundtracks of like. Mm-hmm you got to do this. You got to do what's on your resume. You got to stick to your own field. You got to mm-hmm. stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow those take kind of the driver's seat, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of just like end up being what's leading the way. Yeah. Um, it's front and center. That's like that, that dialogue in our heads is so that voice is so strong. The practical voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and what I realized is I can say that that's, that I'm, I'm being practical, right? I'm being a realist or whatever, right. but ultimately it's actually really impractical mm-hmm. to be in a job mm-hmm. that you are not, that you're not fulfilled in for yeah. me. Right. And, and I don't know, other people might not feel this way, but for me, it's actually really impractical because it really sets me up for an unhappy life. Like it, it threw off so many other aspects of my life it got me so out of alignment Mm -hmm. in so many other ways that Mm -hmm. I did not even realize until I quit my job and then I'm like whoa Mm -hmm. I've been having the same kind of um I don't know the same kind of allowing that soundtrack to take the to take the driver's seat if you will Mm -hmm. I've been doing that in my marriage in raising my family Mm -hmm. in buying our house where we live I mean everything mm-hmm. and it's like where even am I how did I even get here all of a sudden right mm-hmm. it's like yeah this realization that, that oh my goodness I didn't even know that I was doing this and all of a sudden I'm living a life that isn't one that I chose like this mm-hmm. isn't what I really wanted mm-hmm. this is and I'm, I'm still right now isn't really what I want it's not really what like is making me happy mm-hmm but I didn't see that. I didn't see that somehow until, 
until I got this clarity, right? Until this like moment of clarity. And, and for me, it really was from the outside. I needed that outside perspective. Mm-hmm. I needed someone who knew me and who could see it from an objective, like an objective stance. Yes. And could tell Somebody me. Somebody who loved you, right? And care, you know, wanted the best for you. Exactly. Yeah. And could really kind of help me see the trees in the forest, if you will, right? Yes. And that's actually, I mean, I'm thinking I'm going down so many paths of thinking and kind of what uh, I like so many things that you're mentioning are you know resonating with me and I think what you're bringing up is so important and actually this is one of my missions or my desires what I'm working on is to build a community of women um, to empower them with the different career advice and ideas and mindset tips because it's like when we are in the box right the and if we're primarily you know what's around us usually you know the company will uh obviously have their goals and what they're looking for you to accomplish right and that's what you hear you know that's how you should behave nine to five and understandably so right it's their business and then you know it's it's so important to have maybe an outside community or like of loving people who have also gone for it right other ideas you know kind of bigger thinking and inspiration in your life to connect with that longing kind of to understand that it is real and it's possible for you because like you said about the practicality and practicality of things at the end of the day you don't want to go through life and then get to 70 and look back and think, yeah. what if I had tried? So let me ask you this. So the, the clarity, did you need, do you need space and time to, to get clarity? You know, because what you're saying is when you're busy, right, with these jobs and going through the motions and then taking care of your family, kids, right, personal life, friends, you don't have time to think, right? You just go and it seems like, okay, this is normal, right? I'll just get mm-hmm. on with this kind of rat race, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't feel like um, I necessarily spent a lot of time reflecting, right, mm-hmm. in yeah. my day to day. And to be honest, I mean, the pandemic had a huge piece in this, right? Okay. When all of a sudden I'm working from home. Okay. And my, um, you know, my daily work tasks were significantly cut back. I didn't have as much to do, at least at first, right? Okay. And so I'm at home and I can work and I can get done with everything by noon. Okay. And I'm yeah. and I'm salaried and I'm okay, I'm done with my work, right? Yeah. I have a lot more time. I'm spending more time with my family. Mm-hmm. I'm quarantined with my in-laws. I'm it's just like these kinds of things had a huge had a huge piece of that. Okay. And so, so you had more time. Did you have more time had to more connect time. with yourself too? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, like just have more, um, it's just going to put things in perspective, right. Which Mm -hmm. I think is what everyone is saying Mm -hmm. about, about the the pandemic and what it did to their work life. Mm -hmm. It just put things into perspective of, whoa, what am I doing? And and what I'm doing with my time Monday through Friday, right. Mm -hmm. Eight to five or whatever Mm -hmm. that matters. Mm -hmm. That really matters. Right. And, and somehow before this, I kind of had it in like a separate box in my head. of mm-hmm. like, well, there's my job and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that is when I do like live my life. Life, right? <laughs> like that's job I, yeah. and your life. Yes. 
but so much right. of your week, right? Is taken yeah. off or goes it was to just, your job. And it was such a folly. Like it was such a lie that I was telling myself that what I did in my job had no effect mm-hmm. on the rest of my life, mm-hmm. on my marriage, on my family, on my hobbies, on my friends. Like that was not true. It had a huge impact. And the fact that I wasn't happy in my nine to five, mm-hmm. literally in a way kind of dictated the rest of my life because yeah. I get home and I'm tired and I, I've, I've given myself so much of myself and I'm spent, right? And then my family gets what's left over. Yeah. And, and yeah. really like realizing that it's like, whoa, this is, this is not how I want to live. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's, it's just that simple. That's yeah. not what I want. Those are not my priorities. At least yeah. that's not what I want my priorities to be. And so I yeah. need to change something. So it really, so it was, you had um, a couple of people in your life, right? That helped you get clarity. Then there's the pandemic, right? And having more space to reflect, right? More time. Uh, what else would you say help, what helped you and what can help somebody? Because I think there's so many people who are, can relate. They have this feeling, right? That something's missing, but they don't really know, like it's a, like, seems like a long journey or overwhelming journey or kind of what step, like what's next or what do I do, right? Yeah. To get on that yeah. side. Yeah, to be honest, the last piece of it, it comes down to um, trust and knowing that mm-hmm. that longing, for me, that longing, that um, desire, mm-hmm. that, voice right whatever you want to call it Mm, that's there for a reason that that's not that's not something I should ignore Mm -hmm. it's not random um it's there for a reason meaning that I can trust it that I can follow it and it'll be okay (laughs) right that it's not going to lead me astray you're speaking to my heart I I feel it (laughs) I feel it in my heart yes oh my god yeah and and I know and I know that that um that can be scary. It's, I mean, it is, it's super scary because it's something it's recognizing that I'm not in control. Mm -hmm. It's recognizing that there's, there's something greater than me. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's a plan. I mean, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's going to sound different to different people. Right. And I know that those, those kind of, that kind of idea can come off differently to different people based on your religious background and, and everything. But for me, that's, it's essential. Mm-hmm. It's, absolutely, it's absolutely essential because if I didn't believe that it was there for a reason, I would never, I would never be able to take that step. It would just, it would just end there. It would end with, I know I'm not happy. I know I could do more. People tell me that I could do more. People who love me know that I could do more and that this isn't working for me. And I just kind of shrug my shoulders and well, what can I do? I mm-hmm. guess that's it. You know, I guess I'm just going to be stuck this way forever. Right. I mean, yeah. honestly, I, I, it sounds silly, but I honestly think I would, I would be resolved to that mm-hmm. if it weren't for really knowing and really believing that that's there for a reason. And that's something that I can listen to and that I can trust. And that, that actually can allow me to take a step in action in my life and that it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that it's there, it's there for a reason that, that, that there's a different path for me that there's something else for me waiting for me. Mm -hmm. I think what you're giving people is um, 
something so beautiful and so powerful because sometimes we need this is what you're talking about like you are being now a friend to somebody else right we need like like your husband was for you like your friend right your that that you had conversations was for you to kind of give them permission right the validation right because so much of like the voices can tone it down like oh like ignore it ignore it it doesn't matter right it's a stupid thing just keep going right you need to pay for this you need to pay for your house you need to pay for, you know just keep keep going right but like to connect with that and validate it for somebody like sometimes like that's the most the biggest step i think that's the first biggest step absolutely yeah it it, it really is and it's it's so much of like you said in the beginning, it's a mindset shift. Mm -hmm. It's really a mindset shift that comes with it, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not, it's not easy. Um, it's, I'm not saying oh. that at all. Um, yeah. It's actually really difficult and it's really scary and it's, yeah. you know, it's a big deal. Um, and how and do so you surrender the control? Because we are taught to control, control in your goals, control your clients, control the outcomes, control everything, right? Are you mm -hmm. in the, right? We 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 are taught to control every outcome we can. So this is so almost it's in might be intuitive, but counterintuitive in a sense that what we are being told every day. Absolutely. We're yeah, I mean, I for I for sure feel that way that I was taught that. And to make it kind of even worse for me, I grew up in a very financially unstable environment. So I grew up in a very low income home. I grew up in poverty. I grew up like really knowing and like knowing to my bones what it means to not have money. Mm -hmm. And so that brings a whole nother layer, right? This like mm -hmm. money mindset, if you will, that like mm -hmm. that kind of is there. It's there mm -hmm. all the time. And behind your, yeah, behind your actions, behind your motivations, it's this, this, knowing for me it's like a bar that I'm like I will not cross that bar like I need to have financial stability above yes. all else like yes. it's, it's it's something that was like ingrained in me right um and has made me you know it's contributed to I mean who I am and being kind of an overachiever and being kind of like mm -hmm. um extra stable and extra practical um yes. even though my personality type can be kind of idealistic I've yeah. actually always been really practical and I think that's a big part of that is based on this kind of conditioning that I've had and based in um, being afraid and being and putting like money above all else because I know what it's like to to not have it and how scary it can be to have that financial instability of and course. so I, I think that's a big big part of it is, is working with our money mindset being recognizing how do I think about money how do I think about what it means to make money or not make money mm -hmm. right yeah um, because there's so much more to it than, yeah. than just that than just the number yeah <laughs> so where are you on your myself. journey and kind of your your mindset change and lessons there as you said thinking about money and time differently and changing your relationship with that oh my gosh yes it's been huge um so I'll try to keep it short <laughs> so one <laughs> so the big thing that I yeah that whatever I you know comes to you yeah sure so uh the big thing I recognized was so much of um of how I approach life <laughs> is is it was at once actually related to how I think about money so what does it mean to make money or to not make money in my mind 
right? Mm-hmm. I, I made this connection mm-hmm. between if you don't make this amount of money or if you only make this amount of money, you are also going to be involved with emotional instability, right? Mm-hmm. You're also going to get involved with drugs and wow. alcohol and like, like yeah. all of these things that as a child, mm-hmm. right, that I like grew up with, I made these connections in my mind. Wow. And so to be honest, it literally took a conversation with my husband where I could just be super honest and super vulnerable yeah. and bring this stuff up in which I was like, okay, if I quit my job and we do this because it's going to take a moment in which we make less money, right? Yeah. Temporarily, I'm, we're going to make less money. Yeah. And I had to sit there and go through everything in my mind, like anything that just came up and I had to just say it out loud. And maybe this is because I'm crazy, but like, okay, this okay. is just how I am. So you're naming. Really helpful. I was naming it, everything that just came up. So I'm just sitting there. Years. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, okay, so if we make this amount of money, we're not going to have, we're not going to neglect our children. He's like, no, we're not going to neglect our children. Okay. And we're not going to become alcoholics. We're not going to become alcoholics. Wow. <laughs> we're not going to face social isolation. We're not going to face social isolation. We're going to have all of our same friends. We're going to have mm-hmm. all of our same networks. We're going to have all of our same support. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're not going to, <laughs> like, right? I had yeah. literally named every single one of these things that I had, like, kind of sub- subconsciously or whatever, you deep believe, down, right? had connected. <laughs> yes, I had believed people who yes. don't make money are also addicted to drugs. <laughs> people, people who live in poverty mm-hmm. are also super dependent mm-hmm. and, um, I don't know, have kind of an inferiority complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who make this amount of money are constantly um, looking for handouts. People who make, like, all of this, right? Yeah, the meaning you made as a child. Exactly. And I needed to like name it. I needed to like work through that Mm -hmm. um, and actually look at reality, which is the reality is me quitting my job and making less money is not going to change anything Mm -hmm. other than me quitting my job and making less money. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) So essentially you named out your connections or beliefs or associations you had and questioned them. Is that true? And the more power, and even more amazingly, you had a supportive partner that you could go through with this exercise and these crazy voices that seem like crazy, right? In your head. Yes, like we're going to lose all of our friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I say it out loud, of course, it yeah. seems absolutely ridiculous. But somehow in there, in my yeah. mind, yeah. I, I kind of believed that in some way. Yeah, I can't, I can't have all these awesome friends who have amazing jobs and families and make money and are stable and happy and right. I can't have all of that. If I quit my job and we make less money and I needed to like say that out loud and I needed to, I needed to like really recognize and look at reality and say, no, that that's not reality. That's not, that's not the truth. So would you say, so anybody, right. Who we all have these beliefs and some kind of associations right in our heads and then would you say it's a helpful exercise for anybody kind of name these beliefs and did it it help you like naming them looking at them questioning them did that help you release them absolutely 100 it helped me so much it helped me just um like I said, I didn't, I didn't even realize the power that they had over me mm-hmm. until I did that, 
until I really, really was honest with what was going on with, with what I was afraid of, with what I believed on some level, because I knew, right. Again, in like my conscious mind, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. That's silly. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change the fact that I still kind of believe it deep down. <laughs> so so I needed to say to bring it. them out, like, and shine the light on them. It's kind of like you. It, it's not as I guess powerful to know it in your head. It's like they're all the committee in your head. I think I've heard the analogy, right? To talk it out between the voices, right? It's still not yeah. good enough. You're like, what helped you was to put them out verbally and on paper. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I really needed to, like you said, shine a light is, is a beautiful analogy. Like really well, bring, bring out, it out into the light. Like bringing out the crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring it out and be honest. And like, this is actually where I'm at because if I don't know where I'm actually at, how am I ever going to see where I'm going? How am I ever going to change where I want to be? How am I ever going to get to where I want to be or even know where I want to be if I don't know where I'm at? Like, I need so, to be honest of where I'm at right now. And that yeah. was a big part of it was recognizing my kind of beliefs about, yeah, you can say money, but it's really even deeper than that, right? It's about who I am and my identity and my worthiness and yeah, my value. Be enough maybe, right? If you are not making this money, then are yeah. you? Yeah. And am I even worthy of my friends? Am I even worthy of the connections that we have or, you know, the lifestyle we live? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I even reflect on it now, you know, it just happened the other day. My, my husband and I took my son, he's 19 months old, little guy. And we took him to this, yeah, yeah. (laughs) we took him to this little community park um, in Madison, Wisconsin, where we were just staying with friends. And it's like a, a Tuesday afternoon and we're just hanging out at this park both of us playing with our son having a great time and it just took me aback all of a sudden I looked up and I think I just recognized like I don't know I probably recognized a a kind of a lower income apartment nearby or um people coming home from work and it just struck me all of a sudden like this is my life this is amazing like so who gets to do this who gets to just like be together as a family randomly on a, on a Tuesday afternoon, <laughs> like yeah. just enjoying ourselves with not a care in the world, you know, yeah. at, not even near like hundreds of miles from home, just like, enjoying yeah. our life. This is amazing. And I think my old self would have actually been kind of freaked out by that. Mm-hmm. And my first response, instead of gratitude and feeling like this is amazing, my first response would be, who am I to be here? Who am I to do this? Oh my goodness. I need to be working. I need to be making money, right? This is, this is risky. Like Something's bad I can't be doing this. Something. Yeah. Something bad is going to happen. This isn't, this is irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> like, like all so many judgments, voices. right? Yes, absolutely. So many judgments. And now like in this moment, I could actually just be grateful and just be like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is you could great. actually take it in. I can enjoy it. Let's go down the slide again. You know, like I'm, oh, so and this is great. And so not only being able to enjoy it, but then actually recognizing that change in myself mm-hmm. was even more, even more amazing, right? Even more, yeah. I can be even more grateful that I can recognize that change in yeah. myself. Yeah, no, I'm so excited for you. And I'm like about the op- possibility and what's next and 
um, that is such a beautiful place. And now you literally have um, the, the opportunity to architect, right? And then build brick by brick, right? Lego bricks or whatever, sandcastle, you know, <laughs> whatever material you choose, you can now create your life, including your professional life, right? Your career, job, business, whatever it is in the way that you desire. And then if, you know, like with Legos, if one, if you want to change out the brick or the color, right, you, you change it out. So what, what's next for you? Tell me a little bit more kind of where, where you're not at right now and um, yeah, what stage and uh, are you at now? I love that vibe. And I love those analogies because it's, it's so true. Um, and that, that's a whole separate conversation of how you can change out those bricks and you can <laughs> choose the material and all that because that's a different mindset too, right? Yeah. When you're coming out of a nine to five world, that's a whole nother kind of learning curve there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I'm at now is this new learning curve mm-hmm. of recognizing, oh, wait, I don't need to, to work this way. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do it this way. If this isn't working for me, I'm mm-hmm. going to do it differently. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm building a business. I'm building multiple businesses, to be honest. <laughs> I'm very, I'm, yeah, I'm all over the place and, and it is exciting. <clears throat> it's really exciting. And what is great about it is it fits me, you know, it you're fits going back me. To like you were like a kid, right. Or in the school, you described yourself. It kind of sounds like exactly. in your element. Exactly. It's back to like, when I was in college, I'm back in my element of like, Hey, let's do all of these things. I'm excited about all of these things. Mm-hmm. I love language teaching, right? <clears throat> but I also love uh, doing kind of operations and administrative kind of work when I know that it's for a greater cause. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that too. And then I'm also going to do this, you know? So I've got multiple projects going on simultaneously all the time. And okay you know, I've got a podcast interview in the morning and I'm leading a, an implementation session for an online program in the afternoon. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing these other things and I'm going for a walk with my son, you know, yeah. soon, right? Like I, I can do all of those things mm-hmm. in my day <clears throat> and it doesn't need to be something I do, try to squeeze in, in the evenings somehow, right. you know, between dinner and bedtime. <laughs> like, yeah. That doesn't work. <laughs> No, I completely, I completely hear you. Do you think that it is possible though, right? So for you, it was, you had a partner, right? And um, you guys came together and were able to do it, you know, um, as a partnership. But let's say, do you think it's possible for people to make their way also um, together while they're also keeping, you know, that stability and, you know, certain level of income coming in and keeping their quote unquote day job? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I talk about this in my podcast. That's one of my biggest points is like, I'm not advocating everybody quits their J job. <laughs> I'm really not. I don't believe that's, that's the answer that's for, for everybody, everyone. Right? Yeah. yeah. It just happened to be the answer to me. That's all, yes. you know? And, and I, and I interview people like there's this, there's this one friend who I used to work with actually. Um, and I talked to him because he's an excellent example of making your day job work for you. Mm -hmm. And so for him, it's like, I don't know. I'm amazed. I'm absolutely amazed by him, but he somehow is, was able to just create this whole new position for himself. And he worked it out with his boss where he's like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. And for him, he's in higher ed. So that's kind of my background, right? University life. Mm -hmm. And he was in residence life. 
And anybody who knows anything about that, it's very stressful, like working with the dorms and working with students in this. And he's like, I don't want to be in residence life anymore. Mm-hmm. but he was literally like a, a director of residence life how do you get out of residence life it's crazy but he just worked with his boss worked with this within the systems and within a couple of years he has his own position he got his own graduate assistant so basically like his own intern that he got to hire his own office space his own everything his own programs he it's amazing like I absolutely I, I respect and admire him so much mm-hmm. and that's what works for him you know like yeah he was able to do that within the confines of his corporation, right? His university, he kept his benefit package. He Mm -hmm. increased his salary, right? He gets big more money. Um, Got a job that that he's more fulfilled and likes. Exactly. And doing like really playing to his strengths and his skills. And so a hundred percent, do I believe it's possible? Yes. Like, of course. Um, And that is the answer for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I totally believe that like there's so many ways and I really, that's why I love you sharing your way, right? What's worked for you. And I think when you, when we talked about kind of like that, I saw what you're doing right now brings out kind of that more natural side of you that was, uh, you know, also out when you were in school, you know, um, being a part of eight committees and clubs and whatnot projects. So Um, there's this exercise right if people are stuck and don't know kind of what is their purpose or what is the next best step even that they should be taking right to make a change do you feel like would it be possible or do you think it's helpful not possible for them to do the exercise of like really reflect back and write out what lit you up as a child or in your early years like what were your passions what were you into like kind yeah. of make some of the connections, observations, right? What played to your strengths and what, yeah, what lit you up, what energized you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a question that was helpful for me was like, when were you happiest? Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's it. And then just reflecting on that and thinking about it. And to me, I'm like, when I was in college, <laughs> when I was in college and I was yeah. doing all of these things and I was really social and I got to meet people all the time mm-hmm. and I got to help people and I was you know, contributing to a greater cause and volunteering and mm-hmm. doing kind of charity work all the time. That was huge. So when were you happiest? And then really writing it out, being specific, mm-hmm. be specific about it. Um, the other thing that helped me was really, um, again, getting back into like your personality type. I know not okay. everyone's into it, but like knowing yourself, super helpful, knowing yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and there are lots of, I mean, there are inventories and quizzes and write all of these personality yeah, like tests you, said, you can Myers take. Briggs, there's yeah, a diagram. exactly. Myers-Briggs was super helpful for me. Um, in fact, I have an, a podcast episode with uh, Nina Zapala, who okay. does the spiritual side of personality typing. And this is exactly what we talk about is how you can get to know yourself um, mm-hmm. in this way and what it means for you, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, like big picture wise, what does this mean? Yeah. And that, that was huge for me. So getting to know yourself in, in those kinds of ways, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, was really, really helpful. Yeah. I mean, those are two big steps, a great start. And I like, so if anybody who's listening, if you feel stuck, if you feel that nagging feeling deep down inside that something's missing, that there's something bigger, kind of what you were feeling you're meant for that this form is good. Like you can do it 
But when you tap into kind of that more powerful place, right, the more centered place where you believe, you know, some call it your soul or connectedness with source and God, you know, whatever you believe. But when you tap into that, that you know you can do more, you're meant for more, uh, and there's really some kind of level of dissatisfaction, right? That, yeah. you know, if you pay attention. So reflect back what, what made, when were you happiest? And kind of like what you said, maybe more details, like what were you doing? What were the activities, right? That, that you were focusing that were really energizing you. And then mm -hmm. the getting to know yourself and more digging into, you know, whatever personality tests you want to start with. Yeah, I, yeah. Love, that. I love that. And then seeing, is it possible? I mean, once you write those things out, is it possible to do that in your day job? You know, yes. is it possible to, to do that? Can you just tell your boss? Sometimes it's that simple sitting yeah. down with your supervisor and having a conversation. Hey, I'm really good at these things. And I'm really happy when I'm doing more of these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. What can we do? Yeah. Right? And you might be surprised. Your boss might be like, whoa, thank you for telling me. Absolutely. Like I would actually love for you to do more of those things, you know? Yeah. And, and who knows? It could exactly. be that simple. Yeah. Or like you said, the powerful example that I also know of examples and even in my own life where you can create positions that are not posted or not there when you started but because of kind of you working understanding yourself and then working with different people you can create those opportunities totally oh I yeah mean, and and you know them I mean you know them you know the corporation or the university or you know that kind of thing and that's valuable I mean, yeah. by you already knowing the systems and the people and you're already in, yes. it's way more valuable to them to be able to say like, oh, we can utilize this resource as right. opposed to losing you, needing to rehire someone. Like they don't want to yeah. do that. So yeah. you might be surprised that they would be more receptive to yeah. something like that. If you just, if you just ask, just bring yeah. it up. So many paths, really so many paths. So, I mean, that's like, I think the key or the overall arching theme is like that it's possible. And I want you to believe any listener to believe that it is possible for them to end up, you know, and that in their ideal job where they don't need vacation from, or they don't need the weekend from to recover, right. To kind of come out of the days and then, oh, now we'll do this heavy thing all over again and I'll get to live on the weekends, right? Or yeah. a couple of vacations a year. I mean, like you said, I don't think, I believe, I, I agree with you. It's not practical. Yeah. <laughs> not practical for you, for your family and for your best life. So yeah. uh, Shana, tell us how can people find you? How can they work with you? And what, yeah, where are you? And what's next for you? Absolutely. The easiest way is just on Instagram. Um, at I am Shauna Wicker. And, um, you know, I do one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching available. Um, I also have a podcast. It's called The Multifashionate Millennial. So you can hang yes. out there if you want to. If this was helpful, if you like stories like this, it's pretty much this. You know, I talk about this kind of stuff over there. Perfect. And that will be um, available, you said. Um, it's not available yet, but it's this summer later sometime yeah. it'll be yeah. out. It's available now. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, um, okay, all the places that you find podcasts. Okay. Perfect. And it's uh, for I am Shauna Wicker. It's W I C K E R. K -E -R. To spell yep. your last name. Perfect. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. This is yeah. a fun conversation. Oh, I really yeah. appreciate Anytime. your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, I love being on.
Yeah, I'll talk to you soon, Shauna. All right, thanks, Daiva. Bye. Here are my top takeaways with my conversation uh, with Shauna. Gratitude can be used in the wrong ways. When we know and feel that something's off, but tell ourselves that we should just be happy with what we have. Have you done that to yourself? And this can be reinforced by other very well-meaning advice givers, making you feel like you're too much, your expectations are just too high and unreasonable. But before you take that advice, you can ask, is the person giving the advice living the life that you admire? Are they living the life that you'd like to have? And check in with yourself every once in a while. Are you happy and feeling fulfilled in your job and career? Or are you just checking all the right boxes from the outside? And if you've ever felt that knowing, that feeling that there's something more, that there's something that might be missing, trust it. Listen to that yearning. It's there for a reason. And many times it can take someone outside of you, a loved one or a trusted friend or a coach, to see more clearly than you are in moments when you feel stuck and are agonizing and feel unsure about decision, about what would be the next best step to take. Sometimes the practical career advice of staying in a job that feels unfulfilling isn't so practical in the long term. And dedicating time to reflect can also bring more clarity and answers to you. Your job, the time that you spend Monday through Friday, nine to five, is just as much of part of your life as a life outside of those hours. So they all count. And so how you feel in your job has a huge impact on your family, your loved ones, your friends, and all other areas of your life. And the path to figuring out your dream job and dream career most likely will feel scary at times. And when fears do come up for you, bring them out to light by voicing them and writing them down. This will allow you to see that some of them are completely irrational and that other ones you can manage or can deal with. Also, the great news is that you can custom create a career that fits you and it's even possible potentially in your current company. Start really with understanding what are your strengths? What are you really good at? What have been the activities you are happiest doing and that you feel most energized doing. This is how you can start tailoring and customizing your nine to five to play to your strengths. And if you're still searching, give yourself a gold star. Know that it will all come together and that this journey of searching is a part of your purpose. So you can check out Shauna on Instagram at I am Shauna Wicker and it's I A M S H A W N A W I C K E R. Go check her out. She's an amazing human being and I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode. Do you feel like something is missing in your current job, but you're 
quite not sure what is the next best step to take, I invite you to create a career vision for yourself. Just like any great company or leader you admire, they have a vision and a strong mission. So you should create your own. If you need help to start and get going on it, get your free career visioning worksheet that I'm offering at createyourbestcareer.com vision. You can go ahead and download it right away and start painting a picture of your dream job because when you know what you're working towards, it will inform what are the next steps for you to take and end up creating a career where you can fall in love with Mondays and that is truly my wish for you. Also, if you found this conversation helpful, please subscribe to the um, podcast and also give me a rating. Uh, this will help other people who are looking for answers, looking to find and create their purpose to find this content. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at create your best career. So I would love to stay in touch with you. Go ahead and subscribe and rate the podcast and also get your free career vision worksheet at createyourbestcareer.com vision. I'm sending you lots of love and thank you so much for your time.